Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organisational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimise my workday. Today's mini episode is a little bit different because I want to introduce you to a project that I am launching this year that I would love you to be a part of. So let me give you some context. So back to 2019, I definitely didn't start the year thinking that it would be the year that my life would change dramatically, but that is exactly what happened. So the year started uneventfully enough. I was CEO of the innovation consultancy that I founded over a decade ago, Inventium. I was married to a man who'd been my partner for about 13 years, and I was the mother of the most divine, nearly five-year-old girl, Frankie. But by the end of 2019, I had separated from my husband. I was a single working mum. I'd also stepped down from being CEO of Inventium, which was a choice that I made because I wanted to go back to being a full-time maker. And Inventium was in the middle of undergoing a big strategic repositioning, which we are very close to launching. And to top it all off, I was about to move to a new home in a brand new suburb. And... As if that wasn't enough, my ex-husband and I had decided to bird's nest, which is where our daughter would spend 100% of her time in the family home and myself and my ex would sub in and out uh, until I found a new home to live in. So this resulted in not spending more than four nights in a row in the same bed for five months. So by the year's end, my psychologist kindly described me as having diminished capacity. And to me, that felt like quite the understatement. So while I'd actively chosen every one of those changes, it was still stressful. And I found myself going from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows over the course of hours, depending on what life threw at me. Now, as you'd know, as a listener of this podcast, a large part of my work involves teaching people how to find focus at work and optimize their time. And back when I had stability in my life, I practiced what I preached. I went to bed at the same time every night and woke at the same time every morning, 5.30 a.m., even on weekends. I rarely checked my email before lunch, um, as my out-of-office autoresponder informed people. And I trained myself out of doing the just check of my phone or email when I felt stuck on a big project. And I was good at keeping focused on the big projects that mattered. But what I found when so much of my mental energy was put towards coping with the enormous change and day-to-day stresses I found that bad habits started to creep back in. So I observed myself craving the just check relief that email provides and giving into its siren song far too frequently. And for me, I became inconsistent with my sleep-wake schedule. And when I came home at night, I too frequently found myself collapsing in front of Netflix because my mind simply had no capacity to engage in anything requiring mental energy, such as reading, which was my previous go-to nighttime activity. So I knew I needed to change. And to be honest, I felt quite ashamed of the gap between the teachings that I was sprouting and how I'd started to behave. And in amongst the angst, an idea for a project came to mind. So a new decade was about to clock over, and it now has, of course, and I decided that 2020 would be my year of better. I would get things back on track, and well, not just back on track, but even better than they were before. I thought that this could be the year where I'd try new things, form new habits, and reach new heights. 
So through my work, I come across many ideas and strategies that look interesting when it comes to improving one's life. And I often make a note of them, but then life happens and then I fail to do anything with them. But in this project, my year of better, I'm committing to trying as many new strategies as possible. So every week or two, I'm going to pick a new strategy and test it through running an experiment on myself. So I'll set a baseline, apply the strategy, and then evaluate the impact at the conclusion of the experiment. So an experimental approach is the key to this project, because as a psychologist, I think that the way we think about change is all wrong. Like we assume that to create change, we need things like willpower and grit and dedication. And we assume that we need to create a plan and stick to it. And then we put enormous pressure on ourselves to adhere to said plan. And then when we fail to stick to it, we beat ourselves up and often feel worse than we did before we tried to change. So this leads to a vicious cycle whereby we then start to doubt our ability to change. So to make change easy, we need to remove the pressure and shift our focus. So change typically starts with a goal. Might be lose five pounds by Christmas, run a marathon, maintain a daily mindfulness practice. And what goals do is they create pressure and they put us into a state of failure before we've even started to change our efforts. We're already behind. We're five pounds behind. Instead, we need to shift our focus to learning. And we do this through adopting an experimental mindset and process. So like any good scientist, we need to develop a hypothesis or an educated guess, carry out an experiment and impartially observe what happens. So instead of losing five pounds by Christmas, we might hypothesize that exercising every day will lead to weight loss. We then design an experiment whereby we implement that in intervention, an hour of exercise a day, set a time frame for the experiment, say eight weeks, and observe what happens. So an experimental approach takes the pressure away and puts you into a state of learning rather than performance. So instead of feeling pressure to achieve your results, your focus becomes simply on learning whether the intervention you're trying will work. So experiments take away the inevitable guilt of failure. If an experiment doesn't work, that is, produce the desired change, you can simply move on to the next experiment. And finally, experiments provide a sense of progress through metrics. Because experiments start with baseline measure, followed by a post-experiment measure, you'll be able to observe progress in the form of data. And that's the crux of what this pro project is about. It's about adopting an experimental mindset to creating what will hopefully be long-lasting change in your life. Now, at this point, you're probably wondering, what will these experiments consist of? So for a strategy to be considered experiment worthy. It needs to pass specific criteria. And there are five criteria that I've come up with. So firstly, it needs to be science-backed. As you know, I'm a science geek at heart and I'm not overly interested in trying something unless there's evidence behind it. So for every experiment, the strategy will be evidence-based. Criteria number two, it needs to be testable within one to two weeks. So while there are lots of things that can and should be tested over a longer period of time, I'm more interested in things that will provide a rapid sense of progress. Number three, it needs to be simple to do. So given one of the barriers to change is that it is hard, I'm going to attempt to remove this barrier by finding things that are fairly straightforward to implement. Fourth criteria is that it's free. I don't want finance to be a barrier to change, so every experiment will be free to try. And finally, they're going to be novel. 
So there are a lot of strategies written about in the media that are now very much in the mainstream. So for example, meditation and mindfulness are strategies that receive a lot of airtime. And to be honest, you probably would have tried them if you wanted to. So instead, I'm going to be finding less well-known strategies that will improve your life. And this is where you come in. So I'm not sure if you've set New Year's resolutions or goals, or if you're on a mission to improve yourself in 2020, or maybe you're just on a constant mission to do this. And maybe that's why you listen to this podcast. So if this sounds like you, I would love you to play along at home. So if you're game, what I will do, I'm going to send you a new experiment to try every week or two. It's going to be simple, grounded in science, and it won't require too much time to implement You'll need to complete a quick pre and post survey so that we can track change. And if you've got anecdotal feedback to share, that would be awesome. And by the end of the year, I can guarantee that if you stick with it, you will be better. So you're under no obligation to try every strategy, but I think it's fair to assume that the more you try, the more you will gain from this project. So we're going to be getting our hands dirty, doing things such as creating a failure resume, spending time deliberately being bored and spending a week saying yes to everything and so much more. So if you are keen to be a lab rat in my lab of becoming better, just go to myyearofbetter.com. That's myyearofbetter.com. And I'll put that URL in the show notes and sign up. It's completely free. All I ask is that I can aggregate your data, which will all remain anonymous, just to see which strategies are having the biggest impact, which I will, of course, report back on. So if you're up for it, I'm very much looking forward to having you in my lab. So that is it for today's show. If you're enjoying how I work and perhaps if you know people that you think would be interested in joining in this project of My Year of Better, why not share this episode with them or share the URL myyearofbetter.com and I will see you next time.